How are you doing? Zach Cassidy. That makes more money. Stephen Prince. Father Jones. Adam Henry. DJ Laramie. And you're listening to Wings to Detroit. Yo, what's good? My name is Drake Damore, and you're listening to Wind City Sports, Windsor's only local sports radio program and podcast on CJAM 99.1 FM, where we are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. New episodes of Wind City Sports drop here on CJAM every Thursday, live at 8 p.m. Replays are now on Fridays at 4.30 p.m. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcast. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and much more. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, July 19th, 2018, and it is episode 105 of Wind City Sports. We are just three days away from Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view event, Slammiversary, in Toronto at the Rebel Entertainment Complex. If you're a wrestling fan, I'm sure you know we had the Impact Wrestling tapings here in Windsor at St. Clair College on June 1st and 2nd. We had TV uh, for the last, I think, three or four weeks. Leading up to this week, all taking place here in Windsor, and then the pay-per-view in Toronto, culminating on Sunday. This week's guest, in relation to Border City Wrestling and Impact Wrestling, is Maple Leaf Muscle and Windsor's own Petey Williams. Here on the podcast version, you're going to hear the full extended version of this interview. Had to cut it down for the radio version. We only have 30-minute slots, so I wanted to make sure we had some time to chat on there and make it still entertaining and as thorough as possible. But of course, I had to cut a lot out. To fit that 30 minute slot. Petey tells us about training and how he got involved with Can-Am Wrestling and Border City Wrestling. Talks about his return to the sport in general and why he decided to do that. His return to Impact Wrestling and competing for the X Division Championship in Ottawa at Bound for Glory last November. He tells us about his podcast with Dennis Farrell, the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. And he tells us about his former band with some familiar Impact Wrestling superstars. And of course, just talking wrestling in general. But let's jump right into it. Now is normally around the time that you'd hear a PSA from C-Jam, but on the podcast version, we skip that and get right into the interview, totally uncut and uninterrupted, with Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey Williams. So here we go. I want to kick off with talking about yourself a little bit, just a little background. Assuming, obviously, you're a fan of wrestling growing up, but how did you end up training at the K&M Wrestling School? Um, well, yeah, going by what you said, I've been a fan my whole life growing up, and then I decided one day, um, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I mean, ever since I was six years old, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and then, you know, when I started, like, you know, hitting puberty and stuff like that, getting into, you know, girls and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. wrestling kind of became uncool, I yeah. guess you could say, and that was the era where it was, like, um, I don't even, where they had all the, like, cartoonish type characters like i guess everybody had occupation like you're either a plumber or a a garbage man or a tax agent something like that so it was a really bad part of wrestling so i kind of like left wrestling for a couple years and then um all of a sudden you know the attitude era picked up and then it kind of seemed like wrestling was cool again and even my friends that thought wrestling was uncool um started thinking it was cool so then that just like kind of reignited my love for, for wrestling. And then I said, you know, I'm actually going to do this and pursue it. And I'm going to find out how to be a pro wrestler. So first I just started working out at the gym. And then I think like maybe a year and a half after working out, um, I had met this guy. I was, I, I worked out at like a little mom and pop gym and the guy working behind the desk, he, 
he was like the, the, the trainer slash maintenance guy slash I clean the gym slash everything I work, you know, swipe you in, that kind of thing. Um, and he was a wrestling fan, and we talked wrestling. And I used to work out late at night, like at 10 o'clock or something like that. And he said, I want to be a pro wrestler too. And I'm like, well, me too. Okay, we have something in common. We'd shoot the breeze about wrestling. And then he said he met a local wrestler at, uh, at Future Shop. I don't even know if those are still around in Windsor right now. Um, I can imagine who that he, might be. Okay, so he met uh, he met Mike Legacy there, and uh, he, uh, I guess they, I don't know what happened with them, they hit it off, and he said he wanted to be a pro wrestler and all that kind of stuff, and he invited him to Scott Demore School, the K&M Wrestling School, and uh, he went there to train one day, uh, came back, told me about it when I saw him at the gym, and I I either asked or he had mentioned that, oh, yeah, they said I, I can also bring you because I know you wanted to be a wrestler. And I said, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, that's how, that's how it started. And then I just I met Demore from there, and the rest is history. Yeah, it wasn't so easy back then to just find places, I guess, right? So kind of... Yeah, no, yeah, there was no internet. There was no... Like, I at first originally um, spoke with Scott Demore, I think maybe like six months or eight months prior to that actually happening. Um, I was watching like one of the WrestleManias at uh, Diamonds in Windsor back when Diamonds was still around, um, and they were handing out flyers to promote a, a future Border City Wrestling event. And uh, I asked the guy handing the flyers out, "I'm like, hey, I want to be a pro wrestler. How do I become a pro wrestler? Like, this is very interesting to me." He said, "Call this number and ask for Scott Demore." So I called the landline. No cell phones back then, right? Um, and uh, I, he, I left a message. He called me back. He asked, like, all right, well, you know, how tall are you? i like, five foot whatever. And he's like, oh, how much do you weigh? I'm like, 100 whatever. He's like, all right, well, you're going to have to put on some weight. And I'm like, all right, no problem. And he says, well, listen, I'm going to, uh, I think he was doing job matches for WCW at the time. He's like, I have to go, you know, travel. He says, I'll contact you next week when I get back. He never contacted me again. And then until I actually went to the school when I was invited by somebody else. And then I, I've told him the story and he has no recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> of course. So yeah. of course, like obviously post training, you started uh, being part of BCW and the Chicharro club days and all that. And kind of leads us to where we're at now. Now they're doing all the shows at St. Clair. It's kind of a new, new era for them. Um, obviously as mentioned time and time again, when those shows come up, you're a St. Clair alumni, obviously from Windsor. Is it kind of, uh, sentimental to you to be competing at home, kind of hometown arena? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember um, when I started with Border City Wrestling, I was actually, um, was I attending college? Yeah, I was like in my first year of college or something like that at St. Clair. I remember telling my buddies, like, hey, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm training. And they're like, uh, okay. And then it was like a three-year program or whatever the case may be. And then I remember they actually had a show at St. Clair College in the gymnasium there. Um and while I was going to school there, and uh, I, I performed, and it was it was great when I first did that because it was like actually at my school before I was an alum, like I was still going to school there actively. Oh, yeah. And I remember that day I like got like put through my first table ever by Sabu, no and it was it was yeah it was crazy. <laughs> I mean I had a match prior to that I think yeah. a ladder match with uh, with Hacker or or something oh, I don't yeah. remember. But then I had to do a run out later on and got put through a table by a stabu and I'm like, this is great. And then 
you know, Border City start Border City Wrestling started running there and all that, and now, you know, we have we have TV tapings there. It's 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 so crazy, and I think in you know, I remember our last right before we did our first TV tapings there in June, um, one of our one night only pay per views that we do, uh, we filmed that there in March, and I met the um, vice either the vice principal or the vice president um, of the school, and he introduced himself, and he's like, hey. Um, you know, nice to meet you. And he's like, just so you know, um, when we, I use your name when we try to pitch this, uh, this, this wrestling show to our, uh, you know, to the board. And I was like, well, how so? And he's like, well, you know, we pitch it like we're going to have a wrestling show. What do you guys think? And they're like, eh, I don't know, a wrestling show, a lot of liability, so on and so forth. And they're like, well, one of the wrestlers is uh, an alumni from this college. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to do it then. He's an (laughs) alumni. So, I mean, I like to think that I have a hand of, of helping, you know, get the show booked there. So, Absolutely, man. It's all about who you know, too, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had the tapings just last uh, last month. Do you think that this is, like, a fitting spot for Impact to be taping in Windsor? Oh, I would say absolutely, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a border city, so I know a lot of people from the Detroit area are coming across the border to get to the TV tapings, people from Toronto. So it's a good central location. And, you know, from ever since I've, started with border city wrestling 18 years ago they've always drew good houses like big crowds and stuff yep. back in the chicharo days and and everything oh, yeah. so um i could see this being uh you know in border city right now currently um let's take a step back uh, prior to the to the tapings that just happened they were running about two big shows a year mm-hmm. you know maybe like a march and april or whatever scott you know six months apart and now i think it's it's a good thing as well. Like we can have a TV taping in June and then six months later we could come back in December, do another TV taping. And I think that would still keep, uh, you know, we wouldn't burn out the city because a lot of the times, like we've been filming in Orlando for forever, Mm -hmm. weekly or bi-weekly or monthly. And uh, people, I mean, have been seeing us for like a dozen years or 10 years or whatever the case may be. And they're, they're just kind of burnt out by it. So I think it's good if we come back and do TV tapings there, maybe like twice a year. I think the the fans will be hungry to, you know, see the TV tapings again and excited for us to be there. Um, and uh, it would still be, feel fresh to the fans as well. Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be a good change in between BCW and Impact and keeping it fresh, like you said. They, they love that Impact taping. I know the, the fans are just raving about it. Just yeah, to, I mean, yeah, and we do a lot of stuff afterwards, too, for the fans with the Fan Fest. And we even had, like, a, a birthday party for Grado. Yeah. Um, after the show and all that, and I remember I got like huge trouble for putting, uh, you know, putting the, the cake in Grado's face and like destroying our canvas, our mm-hmm. ring canvas and stuff. So, ah, but it is what it is. It was it was great time, and uh, <laughs> I loved it. It's all worth it. Just to get off topic, just a little bit here. You do a pretty successful podcast yourself. Uh, most recently, bringing on James Ellsworth as part of the team. Uh, how did that come to be? What, what was the idea behind that? So, um, my buddy who I kind of, uh, lost touch with him. I, I had known this guy. He introduced me to, uh, another, um, his buddy, his name's Dennis, uh, Dennis Farrell. And, uh, uh, we kind of lost touch. I knew he was a wrestling fan and, and whatnot. And then I don't know how like years went by and he was like, Hey, um, you want to do a wrestling podcast? Know a little bit of background on Dennis. Is, uh, he's like a professional podcaster. Like He used to work for ESPN doing their fantasy football podcast. Um, and 
then he did like Ford Motor Company's uh, podcast for three years, and um, he's just really into podcasting. He has all the equipment and all that kind of stuff, and he said, hey, do you want to do this this wrestling podcast? And I'm like, eh, I don't know, and at the time I was retired from wrestling. And uh, he kind of, after a while, he kind of talked me into it. He said, it'll be fun, you know, just do it on your own time. It's not an obligation, all this kind of stuff, and, you know, pretty much talked me into it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I like shooting the breeze about wrestling. Um, even though I'm not in the wrestling business anymore, this will be this. This might be fun. And we started it February of last year, I believe, January or February. And I had no idea it would be like anybody would listen because I mean we don't really have a format. Um, we have very few guests. I mean, I I think we've had under ten guests on our show in a year and a half. Um, but you know, we try to have guests on just to you know freshen things up and all that kind of stuff. We like to do um, things try new things and all that like we had one segment i think twice it was uh uh called ask the wife um where i had my wife on who knows absolutely nothing about professional wrestling um and we showed her pictures of uh current pro wrestlers and based on the way they look can you you know tell us what you think their name would be and it was hilarious because she has no idea um and then you know, we also did like a, a segment like where we had uh, two names. One was a porn star name, one was a wrestler's name. And she had to pick out which one was the porn star name and which one was the wrestler's mm-hmm. name. Because, again, doesn't watch wrestling. And, you know, we got her on that too. So, I mean, we tried different segments as well just to, you know, uh, like for our fans and the listeners of the podcast. Um, and now uh, I think we asked, I think, James Ellsworth to be on the podcast. Um I think he was a he listened to our podcast, whatever the case may be, and then commented on it. So Dennis reached out to him and said, Hey, you wanna be a guest? And then we used him as a guest and then Dennis decided, like, okay, you know, let's let's join our podcast family. It says we'll do a podcast called the Dogcast that airs I I think they do it on Tuesday and then Dennis and I do our other one on Thursday. Yeah, so he's kinda got his own under the network or whatever, right? Yeah, it's it's kinda like I don't even know how to put it. If you were uh, I wouldn't even know, like, if you had Impact Wrestling, right? You have your Impact TV show, then you have Explosion. So yeah. it's almost like, you know, you're under this, like, wrestling perspective. Then you have your Dogcast, and then we have our flagship wrestling perspective podcast show. Yeah, that makes sense. And you had touched upon it uh, when you were talking about your podcast there. At the time that you started, you were retired. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was the decision behind that? And then ultimately the decision to return? Um, so to retire, I mean, it was, I thought, like, okay, I've done everything that I've done in wrestling. I was uh, beginning to grow my family more and, and take different um, steps in life and uh, go in a different direction. And I was doing it for 15 years, so I was like, yeah, you know, this is good. I could finish happy. I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've created and successfully um, defined a move, the Canadian Destroyer, and I'm like, I'm not going to do anything bigger than that in my life. I mean, that move's going to be remembered for, you know, like when I'm long dead there'll be a kid doing that move still. And it's going to be, you know, something because I help uh, originate it. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I, I left my mark in wrestling. I'm good. And then of course, I think it was like last February, Demore called me up and was like, Hey, you know, um, uh, this is back when Jeff was still running impact and stuff. He was like, you know, uncle Jeff is, is asking about your name coming is coming up in some, uh, you know, some creative meetings. I'm like, what are the chances? And I said, you know, I'm not interested. And he says, you know, I think you would like it. You know, the, 
the tapings are like, uh, it's kind of like a part-time schedule. He's explaining it to me like every six weeks we film and it might, you know, it, it wouldn't bring you back on a full-time basis, but you can still do all the shows and, um, here's like Sanjay and Abyss and all these guys are in creative now. It's all guys that, you know, used to get along with back in the, the early days. And I'm like, wow, this really sounds enticing. But I'm like, I don't know if I, I want to do this. I said, I'm content on, you know, just staying retired. And then he started asking about my kids and how they were. And he said, well, I figured, you know, your kids might want to see what their dad used to do. And I'm like, oh, Scott, well, you pull the kids in there, right? <laughs> Tugging at my heartstrings with my kids. So, and that's just what type of businessman uh, Demora is. Like, he's just, he, he knows how to get to people, and that's how you get to me. So I, I bring it up to my wife, and I'm like, hey, listen to this ridiculous conversation I had with Demora. Just throwing a buyer, and my wife was like, yeah, do it. Absolutely. It's like, go go do it. And I'm like, wait, what? She says, yeah, you know, and she, she was like a big supporter. Like, if I didn't have her support, um, I, I probably wouldn't have came back. You know, like, I mean, uh, she was, uh, played a huge, like Scott, like kind of got me into it, but my wife, you know, was like supported me. If I didn't have her support, I'd been like, I'm going to stay retired, you know? Um, and she's been supporting me ever since. So, uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much how, how I came back. That's the decision maker right there. But yeah. I'd mentioned that you were, you were content with, with being retired and not wrestling and that stuff. I was going to ask if there was ever a sense of like, you know, BCW always be there if I want to even come back for just like a match in Windsor kind of thing. Well, um, yeah, like I was like, that's it. I was like, my last match was against Chris David, one of the guys that I've wrestled so many times, have so many great mm-hmm. matches with. Um, Demore even said, oh, why don't we have a real, because uh, I, I think my last match was July 5th of 2014. So uh, it's been four years ago now. So I've been back for almost, almost a year. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, we're having a show coming up in October. Why don't we have, like, a real retirement match for you, like, you know, in your home? And I'm like, I'm like, no, it's okay. I said, I already did it. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, but, yeah, looking in the future, like, I know now, like, every moment in wrestling is getting me closer to the moment where I stop wrestling. So this time I'm, I'm just having fun. I'm not worrying about, like, any of the politics or my winning or losing matches or do I look good losing or any of that stuff, like I'll go out there and I'll lose and not get an offensive move in uh, and, and get beat up in a minute. I, I don't care. I'm just right now, this time around, my goal is to have fun, not worry about getting in trouble or doing the wrong thing or wins or losses or anything like that. I'm just kind of soaking up the moment because I know, I know it's, it's going to end uh, eventually. And I didn't realize that before. Um, so I just have a totally different perspective on on the wrestling life this time around it's kind of a new light in their career i guess right yeah i mean and and i think it it go i think it shows like um and i think scott could, could tell too like when we're backstage and stuff like that scott just he's so busy back there running the whole thing and you know and it's good like he put me in a new role where i can actually agent and help and uh be on headset and all that kind of stuff as well as wrestle um, because, you know, that's the kind of trust that Scott has in me. And through all this hectic chaos and stuff like that, he looks at me and he's like, he, it's just so glad. I'm just so glad to have you back. You know, and you don't say that to somebody that's miserable and all that kind of stuff. You could tell, he can tell that I'm happy and I'm generally happy to be there. And it's, 
he's happy to see me like happy and have me back and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just having a whole different outlook on all this. I just, I wish I would have had this outlook when I first started, um, like way back, like 18 years ago when I first started wrestling. Yeah, no doubt, man. That, that speaks volumes, obviously, you know? We're going to talk a little bit more about BCW uh, specifically as some specific stuff we can talk about. But obviously your return to Impact uh, just around the same time maybe that you came back to BCW and you guys did the uh, Bound for Glory in Ottawa and Canada. Uh, what was it like to compete for the X-Division Championship out there in Ottawa? Oh, that was great. I mean, um, it was, uh, I, I could not believe when I walked through the curtain, like, the reception I got from the crowd. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I literally, I haven't had goosebumps like ever walking out. Um, just because before I like going back to it, like the, my first, uh, prior to when I retired the first time, I, I just, I wouldn't soak up the moment. I'm like, okay, I got a job to do. I got to go out there. I got to do my job and hit my spots and uh, time and all this kind of stuff you're worried about. You don't have time to soak in the moment. But when my music hit and I came out in Ottawa at Bound for Glory, I'm like, I know my entrance is only supposed to be like 30 to 45 seconds, maybe a minute. And I'm like, I don't, I'm taking my time. I'm like, I'm not going to get this like too many more times in life. And I just got goosebumps. And uh, I had wrestled like, I think five other people. It was a six way match. And even the guys I was wrestling were saying they got goosebumps uh, because, you know, my um, entrance music is the national anthem and just everybody singing it. And, even all my opponents were clapping afterwards, like, and we haven't even started the match yet. Like, I mean, this, it was just, it was so great. And I mean, you don't get too many moments like that in life. Uh, so it just, a, that was a really, really special day, real special moment. And, uh, the fans were so upset when I didn't win the title, Yeah, absolutely. Um, like so upset. And then they, uh, and we were at a huge transition right there where, uh, Jeff Jarrett had just left the company and now we had kind of had to rebuild fans and all that stuff. And I, I even looked at them and I said, Hey, you guys should have put the belt on me. I'm like, we have four days of TV tapings after this or five. I can't remember what it was. I said, you could take it off of me on one of the next days, you know, and we could get back on path. I said, Look, we should have gave the fans what, what they wanted. And they were saying like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but you can't predict, you can't predict like how the fans are going to react or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, it's so unpredictable in wrestling. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that, I agree with everything you said there. And that whole event uh, had a lot of, you know, Canadian pride to it, obviously being in Ottawa and your involvement in it. Uh, but a little bit about your character there. Uh, did you think that that be, being Canadian gimmick would last so long, have so much le- longevity? No. I mean, I started doing <laughs> it in 2004, okay? We're in 2018 now. It's 14 years ago. <laughs> and the whole entire time I was, with impact for five years we've never really done a show like a televised show in in canada except for i believe in 2008 near the end of 2008 um we had a, a pay-per-view in toronto and my it was the same thing like a packed arena um and i came out but um the, the place went nuts and i was exhibition champion at the time and i had to drop the belt um because that's what always happens in wrestling you you lose in your own home country right that mm-hmm. you got to do that um but, you know, I mean, at the time we had, like, Sting and stuff and Kurt Angle, and I was getting bigger reactions than them. But it's, it just goes to show, like, a three- well, four-year buildup of playing this pro-Canadian character um, 
has paid off. Like, I mean, people are like, yeah, we've been watching him forever playing this pro Canadian character, getting booed by the Americans or whatever other country he was in. Finally get to come to Canada and, you know, with my people. And a uh, little bit, just going back to your return to impact there. I'm sure you're able to connect with a lot of guys you haven't seen in a while. Like even Scott Steiner came back for a little bit there. I'm sure it was cool to, to see him and among other guys, right? Oh yeah. It was great to see Steiner again. I had a, <laughs> a little bit of a hand of bringing him back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and that, that's one of the things I said, hey, we got to do something with, with him and I. You know, we have a long-standing history and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's not the direction they wanted to go. And at the Redemption pay-per-view in April, um, when Scott was going to win the tag titles with Eli Drake, um, they didn't even have this written in the show. But they were like, we have to do something. And so they had a, like a, like a pre-taped segment with me where I was getting interviewed. And I started doing some math, um, a la Scott Steiner. And then he came in the back and walked through the shot and started, you know, doing his old Scott Steiner, letting, you know, ribbing me and letting me have it and stuff. And it was, it was more for the boys and <laughs> for uh, a lot of inside jokes. But I think it's so openly known, uh, Steiner and I's relationship, that I think the fans caught on as well. Um, and, I mean, it, it, was, it was great. I mean, it was <laughs> It was great. He's a he's a, a one once in a lifetime character, and uh, and he's a good dude to be around too. So as long with everybody else too, like seeing everybody again, um, and and there's been a big transition in the roster as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the guys, I mean, I'm meeting for the first time when I went back down there uh, last August. So and a lot of guys left recently, but yep. um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. It's great seeing everybody again. Yeah, they have a very diverse roster and like a vast majority of guys. So that was actually my next question is, is, is there's anyone you're looking to do some matches with that you never had the chance to before? Um, that is a good question. <laughs> I mean, I never would thought like about to, it. yeah. And like, like I get asked this on interviews all the time. And then as soon as like, as soon as I answer this question, they put me in a match with them. Like for <laughs> example, uh, Desmond Xavier, I've never had a match with him before, like a one-on-one, and then they, we end up having like a, just a, a random match, and it was, it was, uh, I was really happy with the match. It was a decent match, um, it's stuff like that. So I mean, a couple guys that I've never got to wrestle, but like are really good are like guys like LAX, but uh, like the the newer LAX, not the Homicide and Hernandez. I've wrestled them, but I've next. I'm, I'm not in a tag team, so I don't really get to wrestle them. Okay. Um, other guys like uh, you know the OVE. Um, you know, I've never had a match with Sammy. I've done like a six-way with him in Ring of Honor before. Uh, I've wrestled OV in like a tag match. I've never wrestled him singles. And then just last uh, two tapings ago, I wrestled uh, Jake Chris in a, in, a, in a singles match for Explosion. And it was, it was I loved the match as well. Uh, who else was I going to say? You got... Oh, yeah. And even like some of the new luchadors that are coming in from Absolutely. Mexico, um, like Pentagon and, and Phoenix and all that. So that's all stuff I haven't got to do. And, you know, hopefully I get to do it. That's what I was going to mention too, that because they have all those agreements with, you know, triple a Lucha underground, whatever it may be bringing in those guys and just having the styles clash is phenomenal. Yeah, no. And it's great that, it, and I like that about impact. Now it's not like, well, you're a, a Lucha underground guy. So you can't be on our show or you're a yeah. whatever guy. You can't be on our show. I like what the doing where he's like being diverse with like, Hey, Anybody from any company could come work for us, you know, and, and, and vice versa. It's almost like you're, 
you're building this big community. And I've mentioned this on my podcast before. I'm like, I don't know if this is what he's doing, but this is what it feels like he's doing. It feels like WWE is number one. I mean, they have all the money. They have all the production. They've been around the longest out of any company. I mean, they're always going to be number one. So for to have a bunch of like promotions like Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, Impact fight for number two seems ridiculous. It's like WWE is laughing up there saying like, oh, they're all fighting for number two. But they're, they're not like, number one's not even in sight. So like, you know, just coming together, like having uh, like a show where you have uh, you know, like Impact guys, Lucha Underground guys, maybe even Ring of Honor guys, just all from all different organizations on one show. I mean, that's like all the number two shows coming together, given the number one show a run for their money. And that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. I mean, we can't be fighting each other underneath. We got to be coming together and working as a team from underneath. That makes it stronger, right? I like how you touched upon just the uh, all the different people on Impact and stuff. It's not like they're just having like Lucha Underground matches on Impact. They're mixing them up with the different guys, you know, just like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like that they do that. Like when we had was that one night only paper? Oh no, it wasn't. A, it was that Twitch one, I believe, where it was Lucha Underground versus Impact, and yeah. yeah, people love seeing that stuff. Love it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, to kind of go back to BCW now, because you talked about how your career's in a new stage. You're just having some fun. So, would you like to do some more like long term stuff with Border City? But now that you know you're kind of back, not full time, but you know back to wrestling. Um, obviously, they had the TV title division back when. Uh, you were in there in the Charo Club days, maybe something like that they can bring back and add a new division to BCW that has some depth? Oh, yeah, absolutely, if it works. Um, I think, uh, and this is what's tough now that we're running impact taping um, out of St. Clair, kind of using the Border City Wrestling format. Um, it's tough to have BCW a standalone show because it's almost like we have all this you know, huge talent on impact, and then... Now you have Border City as well. So it's almost like they're coming together. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have another run at Border City Wrestling. I mean, uh, I don't even think I did. Did I ever come back since I've been unretired? I don't believe so. I don't think I've come back to Border City Wrestling. Actually, no, I did. The excellent, it was the one Pete show. Dunn, that show, right? Yes, the Pete Dunn show. And I think Ray Mysterio was on the show as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. That was the one where I came back, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, Border City, I mean, of course, it, it was like my very first professional wrestling match was in, out in the parking lot of Diamond on the <laughs> corner of Tecumseh and Jefferson uh, for Border City Wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Border City Wrestling is like my my home promotion. I mean, I, for sure. what, what can I say? Yeah. And uh, they have their 25th anniversary show coming up this October. Currently, that's all we know right now is that they just announced the event. We don't know what's going to be going on, but uh, just give me your thoughts on that and what you might anticipate. Uh, do they have a date for that? They do. Um, I think it's the 9th. I could pull it up now, but early October, I believe. Okay, so that's the, 9th, the thing. They so. just All they've announced is that it's happening, and you know that's it. So uh, it's a lot of speculation right now. So. 25 so 25 years that's a, that's a big number right there oh yeah it's like a quarter of a century i mean I, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be pulling out all the stops and stuff like that and with all the morse connections i'm pretty sure it's going to be one of the best probably maybe the best show ever when it comes yeah. to border city wrestling um and it seems like i know bound for glory we usually have bound for glory like um mid-october i want to say 
So this might be like the week right before Bound for Glory. Yeah, um, yeah and it also, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, now, now, now I, I didn't know that they announced that. So this is yeah. all news to me. Yeah, so this uh, is great. October I mean, 6th. I'm looking forward to it now. And is it going to be at St. Clair? Did <laughs> they say Clair or did they didn't say? They didn't say if it's okay. the Sportplex or not, but it does say St. Clair College. I'm anticipating it'll probably be at the Sportplex. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have to talk to Scott to see how <laughs> get on that show now. <laughs> well, you got the backstage role now, so maybe you can pull some strings and do whatever oh, you yeah. want to do, right? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it would be good. I just hope, uh, see, now since I've been, because of those 25 years, I mean, I've been there for 18 of them, almost full, mm-hmm. probably 18 and a half of them. Um, actually, no, I'll be coming up on 19 in September. So by then, there'll be 19 years I've been with Border City Wrestling. And I know usually with the, with the alum, like the Border City Wrestling alum, mm-hmm. they usually put them in a battle royal. But I want an actual match. That's what yeah, I want I can, to do. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I can see you doing something much bigger than that. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. Obviously, like I said, we don't know anything about it, rather than that it's happening. So we're looking forward to hearing about that. But to begin to wrap things up, uh, just going way off topic here. Um, when I was setting this up, I was just doing some research, and I came across something that. Uh, kind of refresh my memory. I, I forgot all about this. That you actually had a band at one point, the the High Crusade, I believe, also included some familiar names from Impact Wrestling. Uh, just how did that come to be? Uh, you guys still jamming and stuff or anything? Yeah, so uh, that's uh, our, our band, the High Crusade, with Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, so yeah, what we were doing back when, uh, like, Guitar Hero and Rock Band was was a pretty big success on like what i don't even know if it was playstation 2 or 3 i can't remember which one but we're all sitting there jamming playing fake instruments and uh you know doing really good and stuff i'm like hey why are we playing like fake instruments i'm like why don't why don't we we can all play real instruments i'm like why don't we form a band i'm like yeah you know you should so i mean that was pretty much it and then we just came together and we're like hey let's 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 form a band let's do it let's start uh you know, jamming and stuff, and then after we started jamming, I mean, uh, the, the the drummer in our band, he owned a studio um, out in, like, Brighton or, or something like that, uh, Whitmore Lake, and he was Chris Saban's friend, and he was also, you know, recorded other bands and stuff like that, so he was also the engineer, but the drummer and all that kind of stuff, so we almost had, like, three studio space, so we started writing songs, um, didn't have a name for the band and all that kind of stuff and then we really didn't we've only played like a handful of live shows like maybe three mm-hmm. and we were more of like a like a studio band i guess you could say because we did a, a one like full album it was called uh i believe it was called like it's not what you think and i mean it, it sold pretty good we had like this pre-packing party and stuff like that where for like i can't i can't remember what it was like 75, 100 bucks, whatever it was, you'd get like the t shirt and the signed, uh, you know, CD and the dog tags and the poster and all this other kind of stuff, uh, band picture, all that. And uh, those sold out right away. I think we had like 100 of them and they were all gone. Um, so it was pretty successful. And we've only played like three shows, but uh, unfortunately, uh, the drummer uh, moved across the state and now he's working, I think, for Amazon recording audiobooks. Um, so, I mean, we haven't really got together since then. And, hey, but you never know. Maybe in the future. And I know uh, just recently he sent me, because we're working on recording a second album, or more of like a like an EP or something like that. Um, and we didn't really master them or mix them or anything like that. But I have the songs. I'm like, man, I forgot we even had these songs and all that kind of stuff. But 
um, yeah, I, I'm sure you can still like look it up on YouTube and, and listen to the songs and all that kind of stuff. The High Crusade. It's pretty cool, man. Obviously, being in the uh, entertainment business probably helped you. Like you said, you had all that merch lined up for the fans and stuff. Um, but you know, being a wrestler, a podcaster, a musician, you're jack of all trades in the entertainment business. Maybe just uh, take on an acting role and you're all set. Yeah, I mean, uh, just <laughs> I don't even know if I have time for that, but um, yeah, no, I hear you. I just like uh, you know, I just like getting involved and yeah. doing stuff and uh, doing. Uh, here's the thing: when I was growing up, I had a couple passions in life. Obviously, I've been playing uh, guitar for I'm coming up on 25 years now. Um, you know, I, I huge fan of music. Obviously, that that everybody loves music, and you can almost pinpoint in your life like you know, how it played a role in your life. Um, the same with wrestling and stuff like that. So just to be able to, like, have your passions and be able to do them and, like, actually make money off them and, like, make that your living, I mean, that's it's just so great. Not not many people get to, um, you know, chase their goals or they try to chase them but don't get to achieve them and all that kind of stuff. So I just feel very grateful that uh, that, I've, that I was able to do it. Okay, we're back here on the podcast. That was P.D. Williams, Impact Wrestling Superstar, and Windsor's own Maple Leaf Muscle. How about his band with Chris Saban and Alex Shelley? Who would have thought that they would do such a thing like that, right? And I had to break the news to him. He didn't even know that the uh, 25th anniversary show of Border City Wrestling is going down at St. Clair College this October. I was kind of expecting the complete opposite. I thought he was going to say, yeah, we might have some stuff planned for that. Or, he has no idea what's even going on. So, but regardless, that was a phenomenal interview. It, uh, he really took the time to chat with me for quite a while, obviously. Uh, so I was really appreciative of that. And, you know, I'm sure he's used to it being, obviously, being a wrestler and uh, doing his own podcast, too. I was kind of anticipating it to be lengthy, but never know how long these things might run. Probably could have talked to him longer, too, but uh, I was on my lunch break, so. <laughs> be sure to check out uh, Slammiversary this weekend on pay-per-view. Uh, Impact Wrestling is the like, second biggest show of the year. Celebrating their anniversary, obviously, 16 years. Uh, PD doesn't have a match right now, I don't think, but I'm assuming that they're doing tapings after the pay-per-view, and I'm sure he'll be on that. I'm sure he'll be at the show in some capacity, and hopefully he makes an appearance on television. definitely deserves it. He's always been a big part of that company, and, and even like I mentioned to him uh, when we were talking about that 25th anniversary show, definitely deserves to do something big in, in the show. Probably have a phenomenal match with whoever he's in the ring with, um, maybe a multi-man match. They usually do those with uh, guys like him with that style. And I uh, always deliver. If uh, you can ever access it, actually, it's on the global network, the global wrestling network. Uh, BCW East meets West, uh, East versus West. But it was BCW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling, actually. And the best match that I ever seen in person was there at St. Clair College. P.D. Williams and Brent Banks versus the crime, or not the Crime Stoppers, the Time Stoppers and uh, Kushida. And the year prior to that, actually, three of the four of them had a phenomenal fatal four-way match. It was Brent Banks, uh, PD, Kushida, and Jimmy Jacobs at the Border City Wrestling's 20th anniversary show. Another great show. It featured uh, Scott Hall in the corner of his son Cody uh, as part of a six-man tag team match in the main event. Also had Rikishi, former WWE superstar, Rhino, uh, so many people. That was a phenomenal show. And uh, a lot has happened in the last five years, so just imagine what the 25th anniversary show is going to be like this October. But now we got some time to break down some local sports news and talk about some upcoming events. Aside from Border City Wrestling's 25th anniversary show going down at St. Clair College on October 6th. 
After splitting a pair of games this weekend, the St. Clair Green Giants baseball team will be returning to the field at home this weekend. On Saturday, they picked up a win over the Saginaw Sugar Beets, 16-7, but on Sunday fell to the Sugar Beets, 10-6. They are currently on the road right now as we speak. They're taking on the Muscogon Clippers tonight and tomorrow night on their home turf. They return home on Saturday for back-to-back games at Lacoste Park, 7 p.m. against the Zena Scouts, and then they rematch the Scouts on Sunday at 3 p.m. Currently right now, before the end of their uh, Thursday night game, they are 21-12 this season. Some members of the Windsor Lancers and Windsor Express basketball teams are partaking in the 2018 William Jones Cup, uh, representing Canada with 3D Global Sports Canada. The tournament is actually taking place in Taipei, Taiwan, and they're doing very well actually, currently undefeated, picking up wins over Taipei, Indonesia, and Lithuania. Then from there, they still have a lot of games to be played over the weekend and into next week. The University of Windsor Lancers head coach Chris Oliver is the head coach of this Canadian team. He is actually also an alumni of Wind City Sports. He was a guest here on the show uh, last September, as well as Logan Stutz, who was a guest here on episode 70. Uh, he joined me in the studio at We Podcast, and uh, he's a member of the Windsor Express, one of their leaders, as well as Shaquille Keith had joined the team, uh, also a Windsor Express uh, player. He's been on the team for a few years now, actually, and uh, we're going to be talking to Shaquille as soon as he comes back, hopefully, and we'll be getting his experiences over there in Taiwan and obviously talking about his career and the Windsor Express. Haven't heard much about the Windsor TFC soccer stars in a while, and I uh, really got nothing for you. I can't find any results from their games, but they do have a game upcoming this Saturday at 7 p.m. They're going to be taking on the Pro Stars FC on the road. Uh, has it here that Wood- Woodbridge was in town uh, last weekend, but I, again, I can't find the results. Uh, they play another home or sorry away game next week and the following week, and they return home at Alumni Field, 4 p.m. game on August 11th against the Mississauga SC. Our Windsor Rogues Rugby Club played their last home game of the season against the Hamilton Hornets uh, this past weekend at AKO Park. Uh, They're still looking for their first win of the season, and they have two more games left. Uh, Men's A and B division will be playing both weeks. Hopefully uh, the A team is really obviously what counts. Uh, July 21st this weekend, they're going to be in Sarnia, and then in Guelph next weekend. Following that, on August 11th, the playoffs kick off. Uh, location is to be determined and there's one game per week um, so I don't know exactly what they'll be uh, involved in but we still have the Ambassador Cup to be looking forward to a friendly yet competitive matchup between the Windsor Rogues and the Detroit Cobras uh, it will be taking place in Windsor at the end of August, early September a date has yet to be announced but that is it, we'll be back on CJAM and on the podcast next week, the new episode will drop at 8 p.m. on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit, and then the podcast will drop here on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. I literally can't even name them all, so just search us up and you should easily be able to find us. The full interview with P.D. Williams, uninterrupted and unedited, will be on YouTube at 9 o'clock tonight, so probably by the time you're listening to this, you can also find it on YouTube if that's easier for you to access trying to make it as easy as possible for everyone to listen or even watch Win City Sports on our YouTube. We have some uh, exclusive videos, in-person interviews with Aiden Prince, M.H. Mahari Hagos, Nate Varis of the Windsor Lancers hockey team, and Logan Stutz, just to name a few. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so search us up, give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be, 
you'll be able to see some cool pics on there, some guest announcements, and just uh, some some podcast content. We'll be back here next Thursday, same time and place, on CGM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit, and on the podcast at 8.30 sharp with the winner of the Windsor Championship and the PGA's McKenzie Tour, Mark Anguiano. So until then, smell you later.